if they are the big slow ore haulers whose timetables allow a little society. The second thing is that, if you look up the line, you will see it part company with itself. This is Borealis Junction. One line drives forcefully on into the snow country of the North Pole, where the cold can glue an engineer's hand to the throttles, as this heat will seal flesh to steel. Up and over the top of the world, and down into the old lands of Deuteronomy and Diosku, green places replete with grazers and herd beasts, where every village roof tree is high and holy with prayer kites. The other line drifts to port until it curves out of sight among the thunderous chasms of fossy mountains, spanned by treacherous trestle bridges and poor stone viaducts that disgorge nerve-wracked engineers out onto the bleak mesa lands of Isidi. For half a quarter sphere, the lines are drawn together by mutual magnetism until they meet once again at Schiaparelli Junction to run westward along the vast synclinorium of Great Oxus and the thousand towns of Grand Valley, where the world roof sparkles on the horizon like a reef of morning-lit cloud. So this signal light is more than an arbitrary stop-go in the wilderness. It is the prefect of line safety. It is guardian of the line tokens. It is the gateway to new landscapes. And, no less than any of these, it is sweetness octave glorious honeybun Asim Engineer Twelfth's uncle. It is time she made her entrance. You become aware that the rail burning the sole of your desert boot is trembling. Bend down. Don't touch. Yes. Rail humming. Train coming. You squint under the shade of your hand down the long straight line. What is real and what is potential is still undecided in that haze. But the rails are singing now. A deep, tight, harmonious keening. A sharp, dry clack. You have to look around at the nothingness several times before you can see the small but significant change. The points have switched on to the passing loop. Peer again. Shapes moving in the haze. Flowing so you cannot be certain it is one thing or many. Silver in silver. Then the shadows flow. Silver out of silver. A winged woman, wing arms folded back, breasts out thrust, hair streaming in the wind. In your amazement, you almost do not notice that the track is roaring. Red dust bounces up from between the sleepers. Now you realize your mistake. This is no angel. Its shadow flows out behind it into a shield of darkness. You are looking at the boiler cap and figurehead of a great train. A very great train indeed. The faceless land has been playing tricks with your perspective. You had thought the winged woman pixie-sized, maybe a medium-grade Amshastria, but close and manageable. No, this silver angel woman is enormous. The curved prow of the boiler gargantuan. The train is kilometers away, but it is very, very big. Airship big. City block big. Ocean liner big. 
if this world had oceans fit for liners. The buffer plates, held out like a prize fighter's weaving fists, are three meters across. The cowcatcher, baroquely ornamented with figures from the Ekaterina angelography, could sweep entire phyla from its path. The eight bogies are each the height of a decent house. The spokes of the drive wheels are the crucified arms of windmills. The drive shafts, the thickness of a thick man's body, pump with the regular tireless ease of a belladonna sweathouse laddie. The head clamp is a monstrous cyclops eye, furious with heat, all revealing. It is hooded now, but with the magic hour, it sends its sheer white shaft kilometers ahead of it, a vanguard of the divine. The steam that blasts from the sharply raked stack is so hot that it travels a third the length of the fusion boiler before it...